Welcome to the OPEX Fitness of Concord podcast with your host, Alfred Wilson. Hey guys, Alfred Wilson here, coach and owner at OPEX Fitness Concord. Uh, Today we have a really cool episode for you with one of our clients, Marianne Sivers. Uh, This was a great talk with her about how she got started in fitness, um, kind of her process and how a coach guided her along every step of the way. So hope you enjoy it. Um, This is one of many stories that we're looking to tell on this podcast and um, we'd love your feedback. Let me know if you enjoy it um, and hit us up with any questions that you have. Thanks a lot. Take care. And we're on. This All is right. it. This is a legit like podcast episode. Awesome. This is episode number one of the OPEX Fitness of Concord podcast. Um, the purpose of this show is to talk about fitness about what it does for the people that are involved in it and how we at OPEX help our members and um, tell your story a little bit. Today, I have with me one of our superstars, Marianne Sivers. Did I say that right, Sivers? You did. Yeah, I did. Um, she's been client here over a year. I've known Marianne for three years now. Sounds right. Yeah, about three years. Um, used to coach her in CrossFit. And um, when I stopped coaching CrossFit, that's a different story for another time. Um, she took a little bit of time, but she came back over and helped let me continue to coach her, which has been my pleasure. Um, so we're just going to talk about you today and um, your story, where you got started, and how you feel about OPEX, how everything's been going, and what you have going on. So we're going to get into it a little bit. All right. Sound like fun? Um, tell everybody about yourself. Well, I'm 47 years old, and I'm a wife and a mom of three young adult kiddos, and that I'm a small co-owner of a small business with my husband. That's about it. Cool. So I remember it wasn't the first interaction we had outside of fitness, and this is going to go a little off the subject, but I think yeah. it's interesting just to kind of give a background how we met. Um, one of the first like side conversations we had about coaching um, kind of on an individual basis was you asked me if I would be interested in coaching your husband Todd online he was going to work out at home yeah and um, that was fun so do you remember that yes (laughs) I remember that yeah you asked me if um, I'd be interested in coaching him and he'd help me with the business development part because that's when you guys were doing Mm -hmm. some um, individual or entrepreneurial business um, growth stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, business coaching. Yeah, business coaching. Yeah. And um, that was an interesting time for me. I learned a ton. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the exchange was... Oh, he learned a ton too. <laughs> the main thing he learned is that for somebody who is already established in fitness and already has a base, remote coaching is awesome. But for somebody who is new to fitness, it's really beneficial to be in the room with your coach yeah. as you're learning what you're doing. Absolutely. I um, I completely agree, and I also mm-hmm. learned that with him. He was mm-hmm. one of the first people I've ex- I experienced that with as a coach. Yeah. I was like, man, it would 
make life easier for me and him mm-hmm. if we could be in the same room together. And yeah. he eventually came mm-hmm. in the CrossFit. He did. And um, so let's talk about you and how that started. So you started CrossFit how many years ago? Um, about six years ago now, I okay. think, five or six. Well, that, so that was CrossFit. What about exercise? What, did you, what led you to start exercising? Well, when I started working out eight years ago, um, eight and a half years ago this month, when I was about to turn, it was the year I was going to turn 40, and I was obese, and I felt horrible. My back hurt every day, and I had no energy, and I couldn't keep up with my kids, and I decided enough was enough, and I didn't want to be that person. So I started... um, in a couch to 5k program because I did not know how to run I had never run as an adult as a teenager I got medically signed out of gym throughout my entire high school years because I was in a very 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 minor car accident and my parents got me (laughs) with this chiropractor who signed a note saying that I didn't that I needed to not be in gym for the rest of school and then I, and which was fine with me because it was a pain. I didn't like it. I didn't like working out and going to gym was a hassle. So I n- re- literally never ran since middle school until I was 39. Wow. And it was horrific. <laughs> and I was pathetic and I couldn't run. We were doing run 30 seconds, walk 30 seconds is how the whole group started. And there were a lot of people there who were unfit, but I was the biggest person and the most unfit person and I couldn't run 30 seconds I couldn't even barely run 10 seconds so it was a long but I had a really great coach that was my first adult interaction with a coach who really cared and who knew how to help me get past the hurdles and she helped me a ton and so I ran a 5k and I was super slow but I finished I didn't walk and then I signed up for a 10K, and I did that. And then for my birthday that year, for my 40th birthday, I ran a half marathon. Very slowly, <laughs> but I did it. And that was the first time in my life that I felt confidence in my physical ability, yeah. which was a huge mindset shift for me. Really? And it has translated into every area of my life since. Wow. Um- so you did your you did 10K when you were 40. I was 39. 30. Yes. And then you started CrossFit when you were 40. Um, I was about 43. I think it was about three years later. Okay. In the in-between in the in years, I joined a gym and went, and I didn't know how to do anything but run. Mm-hmm. So I went and ran five or six days a week. Awesome. And then you, how'd you get involved in CrossFit? My um, my bosses were doing it, mm-hmm. and they were really enthusiastic about it, and they invited me to come, and they actually gave me a trial membership for Christmas. And so I started going then, and then I really liked it, so I kept going. Cool. And you did that for how long? Um, about three and a half years. Awesome. So... Maybe four. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a little while, <laughs> yeah. right? Um Wow, so you've been getting after it for almost eight or nine years. Yeah, this is my eighth year. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. And what was it that you, a couple of questions here for you. 
and I have a bunch more. Okay. But what was it that you um that kept you in CrossFit and then past that? Well, I'll let you answer that question first. Okay. And then, what kept me in CrossFit? Yeah. Well, for four years, what kept what what kept you hanging in there? And what kind of results did you see from it? The thing is, I had a coworker who started, mm-hmm. um, who also had gotten a trial for Christmas because she was interested too. And she she went to one class and then she quit. And I didn't want to be a quitter. <laughs> and I had learned from running that I didn't have to be a quitter. Right. That I, even though it was hard and it hurt and I wasn't good at it, that I could keep going. And at that point, I hadn't really lost any weight. So I was desperate for whatever would help me lose weight. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kept going. And you did that up until about a year ago. Me, I coached you for about two years mm-hmm. in CrossFit, and I left, and you stayed there for a year. Mm-hmm. It was about a year, or just under a year. And then what was the big um, kind of shift where you went from going to the group um, model where you were just kind of doing activity inside of the group into more of a personal coach aspect with uh, OPEX? Well... I, I want to be delicate with my words because I don't want to slam any particular group. For of sure, people. absolutely not. But I was concerned about getting injured. Okay. I was consistently the oldest person in the class, and in the class setting, they just pick the weights. The weights are set for you by CrossFit according to their standards. You know, girls have a certain amount of weight to lift, guys have a certain amount of weight to lift. Scaling is an option, but is not really encouraged and the mindset there is you don't want to scale because that's kind of like losing. Mm-hmm. So I was consistently lifting weight that I knew was too heavy. Okay. And I was concerned about getting injured. I, I just aged out. Okay. And I didn't have um, a lot of coaches with a lot of experience and the classes were really big and I knew I could go through a whole class without a coach even looking at me. So I was just concerned. And then my husband had joined too. He's the same age I am. Mm-hmm. We're both, he'll be 48 next month. And I didn't want him to get hurt either. I was even more concerned about him getting hurt than I was myself. Cool. And um, so that's really kind of interesting. Something that you said that on Pilat, and again, not to, like you said, not to mm-hmm. bash anybody, just to right. provide some contrast to yes. what we do versus the, co- versus mm-hmm. the group setting. Um, but you said that scaling wasn't something that was really encouraged. Do you think that's mm-hmm. just the environment that you were in? Or do you think that... Um, I think that's the mindset of CrossFit. Okay. Because you want to be really good. And in CrossFit, really good means you throw around really heavy weight. It doesn't mean your form is excellent or you're doing the best you can do because it's all, there's a whiteboard where things are compared. Just like right now, it's CrossFit Games time. I mean, just ended. And everything is, it's a competition. Mm -hmm. It's just how do you measure up against other people? Here, it's how I measure up against how I did last time. And lifting more weight isn't the, the, major goal. I mean, it's not a goal at all. Right. Being safe and living healthy long term is the goal. Cool. So that was kind of my next question. What was, what is the difference that you've seen here for you versus when you, versus your previous fitness experiences? 
Well, here, my goals matter. The things I want to do in life are the most important thing, not showing up and lifting the most weight. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I want to do pull-ups because I want to be like Linda Hamilton in Terminator. <laughs> so, you know, and I want to be fast like Wonder Woman, but I, I would never have gotten there. In fact, the last year and a half I was in CrossFit, I went to class 15 minutes early, five days a week to work on pull-ups and never got a single pull-up because there wasn't anything in my regular programming to help me. That also, I didn't have a coach helping me because they're not trained to help you meet a specific goal. They're trained to help you complete the class, which is fine, but it wasn't working for what I wanted to do. Yeah, for sure. And um, any, that's really actually perfect. So what we've seen here, me and you have talked about this before, is kind of that, we talked about the leaderboard a few minutes ago, and mm -hmm. I want to come back to that, was kind of the comparison to other people. Do yeah. you think that there's a comparison inside of, do you feel a comparison? Like you said, I, you don't compare yourself to Linda Hamilton, mm -hmm. but you, that's something to reach for. Like, mm -hmm. I know she can do a pull-up. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be able to do a pull-up. Yeah. Not mm -hmm. like her, but also. Right. Right? Um, do you think inside of the environment you're in now that it is, um, that there's that same kind of mindset, like a leaderboard kind of idea? Do you feel like you're competing with anyone at any particular point in time? Absolutely not. No? N okay. There might be people here who do feel like that, but I'm not a very competitive person. So when I see somebody doing something similar to me, I'll, for example, there's a girl in here, Whitney. Mm -hmm. She, we do a lot of the same movements, and there's another girl, Tara. We, Taryn, we do a lot of the same things because we have similar goals. Yes. Yet our programming is still different. And we're all in different age groups, too. Yes. And that is something that is talked about here. You know, I can't necessarily do something a 25-year-old can do. Whereas in a group environment, you're lumped in together and it doesn't matter. The standards are the same for everybody. So that is significantly different. Plus, you know, we're not, the clock doesn't go off and everybody's doing the exact same thing. It, hardly ever happens that people are doing the exact same movement. Even on a day when a lot of people are doing squats, their, their purpose is, they're doing it for a different purpose. Right. And they're not necessarily doing the same thing you are. And yeah, there, there are a lot of girls here who can lift more weight or they're faster, but then I can probably lift more weight than some of them and I'm probably faster than some of them too. So, I don't know, to me it doesn't matter. I, I don't wanna, I don't feel like it's an environment where competitiveness is, Competitiveness is definitely not encouraged here. Awesome. And I think that is super healthy. Right. Inside of the group itself. Correct. Right. And there are a few of us yeah, that kind of have little challenges and things. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that's kind of fun when like when we do that. Like we did a cartwheel challenge and it's it's only for fun. Yeah. It's not gonna go in the computer where people are gonna go back and look at it months later and feel like, oh, I'm better than that person. I don't know if anybody feels like that. But. I don't know. I, I get the impression that not. But it's possible, you know, in other places that people could, could be like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what are your big goals here? Let's talk about that. Well, my biggest goal is to just be healthy into late adulthood. Okay. That's my, my major goal. I'm also working on um, a weight goal, which is something that 
I was in CrossFit for over two years before anybody ever mentioned nutrition at all. When a coach said, hey, what do you normally eat for breakfast? Just kind of off the cuff. And I was like, oh, that was the first time anybody had talked to me about nutrition. And so now we talk about nutrition all the time, yeah. which is super important. I mean, <laughs> you can't be healthy if you're feel, trying to fuel your body with garbage. But so I've learned a ton about that um, since I started. And like I said, a pull-ups are a goal. I'm, I would like to break 30 minutes on a 5K. That's a goal for this year. I, I don't know if I'll meet it. I would like to. If I don't, it's not the end of the world. Honestly, I don't know how dedicated I am to putting in the work to get there. Right. So there's that. Yeah. You know, I want to enjoy running, so running fast isn't all that fun for me. Right. So there's that. And just staying strong. I've, I didn't know I was doing most things wrong until I came here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out oh, I was doing deadlifts wrong, I was doing power cleans wrong, I was doing most things without the aid of good form, which is super necessary when you're nearing 50 yes. to not mess around with things Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. I think it's important. I, we talk about it a little bit in here, but I think it's important to know that good form and perfect form are two mm -hmm. different things. Mm -hmm. Perfect is probably never really going to be accomplished because what is that? And um, good form is just something that's going to keep you from getting injured. Right. And you guys all know that when we talk to you about technique and form in here, it's more so on the side of making sure you're not injured mm -hmm. and you're not doing things to put yourself in a position to go there versus you need to move with perfection right because we don't really know what that is mm -hmm. um and we talk about that often so i think that's huge too mm -hmm. um about your nutrition i remember our first nutrition talk you asked me if i heard of who was that guy tim ferris yes yep tim <laughs> ferris it was tim ferris and it was uh -huh. the slow carb diet is that yes right? yes yeah. and you asked me if i heard of it and i had mm -hmm. and what i thought about it and i told you you could do anything for 30 days mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was my kind of yeah. quick nugget in nutrition for you. Mm -hmm. i think before that there was another coach that you talked to about just what you eat in general yeah you've been super successful with this before you even met me yeah. Yeah, you you would you'd already won. You're probably four years in when I came into the picture with you. Well, I think the the slow carb diet was the first diet plan I used with success. Yes. And that taught me that I could live without sugar, and I had to break my addiction to sugar. So, that you know, I did that for a very long time. I do not recommend it. <laughs> it can make you feel kind of mad <laughs> for all the stuff you're not eating. Like, you know, God made bananas for me yeah. and I didn't eat bananas for almost two years. Yeah. Straight. <laughs> it was pretty horrible. <laughs> but I eat bananas now. Yeah. Yeah, I love bananas. <laughs> I love bananas. <laughs> but that breaking a sugar addiction was the first real success I had with nutrition cool. and really changed the way I eat long term yeah. so that How was so? that was helpful just with better habits you think yeah um, well it, first by cutting out a lot of sugar and just realizing what is in the food that I eat you know reading labels which I never did my whole life mm -hmm. and you know, looking for things that have lower sugar count if you're going to eat processed food. Plus, cutting out a lot of processed foods helped too. Awesome. And that helped me really go from, I mean, I was 
borderline pre-diabetic. You know, I had a doctor tell me in my 30s that I was going to be diabetic, like probably by my next checkup. And that was a real wake-up call. But I have not ever been diabetic, so yeah, I broke that, broke that chain. Good, good, good. Um, and at one point, you worked with the nutrition coach. I did. Just separately. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and we actually refer people out to her as needed. Yeah. Um, but you're the, I think you're, you're the first client that I've had that's worked with her, I think. And um, how'd that go for you? That was good. She taught me, I mean, she's the one who taught me about sugar. She was a strong guiding force in me quitting drinking soda, quitting Diet Coke. It's been a year and two weeks since I had a Diet Coke, so which is huge because, I mean, I would drink six cans a day. It was really bad, really, really bad. But I thought since it didn't have sugar, it was okay. Mm-hmm. But now I know it's just a can of chemicals. So... She, she helped me learn a lot about what kind of fuel I needed. Yeah. And I did, and I had a lot of success with her, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. And she talked to you about macros, a little bit about nutrient mm-hmm. timing, how to calculate all that fun stuff. So you got into the weeds with that. Um, yep. And where are you at now with your nutrition? Well, I hate math, and I hate counting <laughs> macros. <laughs> And I also, I don't really care to count calories either. Mm -hmm. So now what I'm trying to do is just eat intuitively when I'm, when I'm hungry, listen to my body for hunger cues. When I'm hungry, eat the healthiest possible choice, which is easy if you buy the healthiest possible choices at the grocery store. So at your house or, you know, at your desk at work, you have the healthiest choice with you and Stop before you feel full because it takes your brain 20 minutes or takes your stomach 20 minutes to tell your brain or vice versa that you're full. So, you know, stop before you. And if you're hungry again in a little while, eat a little more. So it doesn't mean you have to wait until you're starving. And that really works for me. Making the healthiest choice 80% of the time, drinking tons of water. And getting enough sleep, which has never been a problem for me. Right. Except and when my babies were little. That's always been your jam. <laughs> yes, <right>? yes. Sleeping <laughs> is my jam. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I remember you, and I think that the intuitive eating, when we mm-hmm. talked about you kind of stepping through that, I think mm-hmm. that really ties into what your long, your big long-term goal is of just living healthy and a long, healthy life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to have stress over life celebrations so you know if i'm at a birthday party i want to eat a piece of cake or you know if you go hang out with people at a brewery you want to have the freedom to drink a beer if you do that and with a with strict dieting um and macro counting that's not always sustainable or you have to really really work hard earlier in the week to make that happen so for me, I didn't want to be an 80-year-old lady sitting down and counting macros on the menu before I figured out what I could eat. For sure. You know, at some birthday dinner or something. Yeah. If that's the only way you've ever gone, and you try to do something different, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah. I guess I'll just eat the whole yes. cake. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and we tell a lot of people here that macro counting, if you go that way, mm-hmm. that's more of an advanced kind of short-term tool to get yes. to your goal versus something that you do till you're 80. 
Right. We have that conversation with people in here a lot. What do you want to mm-hmm. do when you're 80? Right. And most people... No one says count macros? Nobody says count macros. <laughs> Imagine that. Here. Nobody says, I'd no. love to be able to you know, count macros. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with them. I, yes. You've done that for a period. I've done mm-hmm. it for a period. Yeah. I think it's great lessons for people to mm-hmm. learn and to kind of go through it. Yeah. But um, definitely a start and a stop for a lot of people I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, anybody that's in that space, I think, would agree with Well, that. if you have somebody knowledgeable guiding you, you can definitely meet your goals very quickly yeah. that way. Yeah, for sure. Um... So, last kind of thing that I want to talk about, it's a little bit of a plug for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, first plug, yay! Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have going on now? This whole, and I wanted to say this because you and Todd have gone through helping hundreds, potentially thousands of people mm-hmm. um, improve their lives through business, through health, through uh, relationship building, things mm-hmm. like that. There's stuff that you used to put out about marriage because you kill it on social mm-hmm. media. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, that has even helped me uh, with my relationship. So whether you know it or not, you, I'm certain you're helping people one way or the other. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. But now you kind of have something going on in the health space. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that about? Yeah, well, um, right now we're running a program called The Fin Switch. Mm-hmm. And it's based on Todd's teachings, the four switches that he authored a few years ago. And it's pretty awesome because when he first wrote it, he put it out on a um, a teaching website where people go and take classes, and over 5,000 people around the world took it the first time around, and then another 3,000 during its second iteration. So a lot of people have taken this course. Well, I took that information and used it in my health journey, and it helped me overcome obesity because I used to be really really fat (laughs) and it was horrible I felt like I said earlier my back hurt every day I couldn't keep up with my kids it was awful and I realized that I could take this teaching and use it to change how I thought about food and exercise and so I did that and so now right now we just started it um, about two months ago and I've got eight people going through it right now they're having some are having great success some are having some success and a couple are still kind of jumping on and off the wagon but that's normal with any any type of program it depends on how committed you are at the beginning to what success you're going to see out of it and so that is super exciting and sometime in the next couple of months we're going to do a full launch and sell it to whoever's ready to take it awesome. and help people by not making food behave by but by making our relationship with food correct yes. so that you can have long-term health awesome through fueling that is really cool yeah. and i i put that in there because i just think it's great yeah. right because two things that i noticed in your story is mm-hmm. along the way the entire time you kind of had a coach in your pocket mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's true in some <laughs> In some way, shape, or form, whether mm-hmm. it was a lady that helped you with your 5K, whether it was a mm-hmm. coach at CrossFit, whether it was your coach here at mm-hmm. OPEX, whether it was your husband with the mm-hmm. four switches, mm-hmm. you've always had a guide to yeah. kind of help you along the way. Yeah. And um, that's really what we think is the best way for yeah. a lot of people. Maybe not everybody, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to say it's for everybody. It's mm-hmm. a hard deal, and you get to put, get put in front of the mirror a lot. Yeah. On what it is that you already are doing. But if you have even just one person believing in you besides yourself, 
your chances of success are so much higher. Oh, yeah. I mean, phenomenally higher. Absolutely. Yeah, and we talk about that a bunch, which mm-hmm. is always fun. I probably hold you up from your exercise probably five days a week <laughs> talking about some of this. That's okay. <laughs> it's, all, it's all important. It, you know, holistically, every, every facet of your life needs to have some healthiness to it or else nothing is going to work right. For sure. You know, if you have one area of your life that's totally jacked up, you're not going to have success anywhere. Yeah. Because it pour, you can compartmentalize it all you want in your brain, but in real life it bleeds over into other categories. For sure. Absolutely it does. And having that coach or that mm-hmm. that accountability partner, whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to call it, kind of help you see that, I think yeah. is huge. So that way you're not, again, compartmentalizing it, mm-hmm. putting it into this, oh, well, it's okay too. And maybe it's not that bad and kind of that language that people use. Yeah. I think it's all um, it's all really great. But that's really it. Anything else you want to say to everybody? Anybody that's maybe thinking about starting their fitness journey? I would say, come on over. <laughs> <laughs> right? What are you waiting for? I mean, the time is going to pass whether you work on your health or not. You're just going to get older. And it's, the older you get, the harder it is to start. So start now. Awesome. Yeah, Alfred will not steer you wrong. I've never felt unsafe here, ever. That is great. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Yeah, sure. I'd love to do this again. Maybe get Todd on here to talk about the switches. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'd love for him to just yeah. go off on that. That'd mm-hmm. be nuts. All right. Um, this was longer than I thought. It was just almost a 30-minute bit. That was cool. That was really good. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Later, guys.